or is it, you know, I'm lost because I don't know, quote unquote, what I'm doing with my life or every day is like a new adventure or is it I'm lost because I am, quote unquote, failing in your eyes. I'm taking all of that, whatever people have said to me in the past of, you know, moving abroad, starting my business, just like exploring these topics, I am owning it instead. I am lost. So what? Hello, hello, everyone. I'm Cassandra Lay, and you're listening to I'm Lost, So What? The podcast exploring between belonging and carving your own path. For all the peeps out there who kind of know what you're doing, but still question, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I'm with you. Welcome, welcome to the first episode of the I'm Lost, So What? podcast. I'm your host, Cassandra Lay. And before we get into today's topic, which is, are we the lost generation? I just want to take a moment to say thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast, for supporting my new creative project, and really exploring this entire nuanced conversation with me. This is a whole creative experiment, and I'm really excited to dive into topics like the one that we have today, as well as culture, identity, and all of the other things that we will get into. I'm also super excited to invite some really awesome guests who I consider to be multicultural and embody nuanced areas, and that will be coming later on in this season. But anyways, I just wanted to give you all a quick intro into myself so you know who you are listening to and have a little context of who is this person, Cassandra. So if you don't know me, I am Cassandra. I am originally from Virginia in the United States. I am a child of immigrant parents. My parents are originally from Vietnam, so that makes me Vietnamese American, and I am now an immigrant myself living in Spain. I've been in Spain now for about maybe collectively seven or eight years, and I've lived in Madrid, I've lived in the south of Spain, in small towns, and now I am currently living in Toledo, Spain, which is, I think, my favorite city so far. Like, I love this place. If you Google it, it is absolutely beautiful. It's super medieval um, and just, like, otherworldly. Other things about me, I am a Pisces sun, Virgo moon, and Cancer rising. And if you are into human design, I am a 6-2 generator. Other things outside of, you know, all of the astrology and like personality tests, I love bubble tea. I love travel. And I will watch a lot of movie trailers on YouTube to movies that I actually will never watch in my entire life. Most of the time I watch the trailer and then I will actually look for spoilers. But that is just a little bit about me and a little context into who I am. And yeah, if you are not following me on Instagram, you can follow me at Cassandra TLE. And I would love if you send a little message to introduce yourself. If you have been a longtime follower, if you are just tuning in and you're like, whoa, I don't know how I found this podcast or this person, but... I'm a fan and I want to introduce myself. Please send a message. I love those. And yeah, this is like a whole open conversation. So let's just get into it because there's a lot to cover. Well, in my mind, I think there's a lot to cover with the question, are we the lost generation? So I wanted to start with this mainly because this podcast is called I'm Lost, So What? And randomly I had an idea of, okay, 
are we the lost generation? And this doesn't just apply to millennials, quote unquote, or Gen Z or Gen X or baby boomers or all of the other generations. This actually applies to people who kind of occupy that space of, yeah, I'm kind of doing something for myself. Like I am deciding to step outside of societal norms or societal rules or just do something for myself, basically choosing yourself. And if you are multicultural, if you are a hyphenated person, um, if you are a third culture kid, or if you are a child of immigrant or refugee parents, like I think that all is included in the lost generation. I'm not necessarily talking about a specific age range. But before I get into all of that, I wanted to actually talk about what is the lost generation, like the original lost generation, because after doing some research, I found out that the the term uh, lost generation was coined by Gertrude Stein. And the way that they described the lost generation was that it was a social generational cohort in the Western world that was in early adulthood during World War One. Um, I got that on Wikipedia, so if you want to check the show notes and read more about it, I've linked it there. So with the lost generation in this context, it refers to people who are disoriented, wandering, and directionless. It was basically the spirit that a lot of people had after World War One or in the early post-war period. And the term was also used to refer to a group of um, expat writers who are from the United States and they moved to Paris during the 1920s. So historically, now we're thinking like, okay, post-World War One, Roaring Twenties, Great Depression, if you know a little bit about history in the United States. And that kind of, I think, sets the stage for, okay, this lost generation and kind of what we will be talking about in the rest of the episode. So what exactly did this quote-unquote original lost generation deal with? Um, A lot of the times what I found in my research is that they were dealing with uh, cultural changes. They were also dealing with loss of identity, and they were also dealing with um, technological advancements. So back then, those technological advancements were things like TV, radio. And then it was also when gender roles were shifting because of after World War I, um, at least in the United States, women were joining the workforce. They They had the ability to vote. They were kind of changing up their appearance. Women were cutting their hair short. They were wearing, you know, shorter skirts and all of these things. So that's kind of what the lost generation looked like back then. And just to kind of move it into today's day and age, I do want to give at least like age range and time frame of what I consider to be the lost generation. So previously, you know, I said it wasn't necessarily just like people in a certain age range. It wasn't just like, you know, baby boomers or anything like that. But I do think the lost generation kind of encompasses all of those people because we all lived through such different things. Like as a millennial, even though I don't consider myself a millennial, which I read in an article too, that millennials don't consider themselves millennials. um, We went through lots of different things. I mean, just after two, three now, um, going on three years of the pandemic, um, living through a recession, at least in the United States. And I also know in Spain, um, they were also really hit really hard with the economic recession and then also went into an economic crisis 
um, going through things like, you know, what work is looking like right now, or, you know, just like social justice risings. All of these things, I think, not have only just impacted millennials, of course, it's impacted Gen Z. And I see it with my parents who I believe are in Gen... No, I think they are baby boomers. So let me go into like the age ranging time frame of what I consider to be people who belong to my definition of the lost generation. So had to Google this. First, it is baby boomers. So baby boomers are people who are born between the years 1946 to 1964. Then it's Gen X, people born between the years 1965 to 1980. Then millennials, 1981 to 1996. And Gen Z, 1997 to 2012. So all of those people, I mean, that's quite a lot of people. I don't think the lost generation only applies to millennials. I really think that if we add in culture, identity, the internet, and social media, the people who are considered baby boomers or Gen X or even Gen Z also fall in what is the lost generation. So to me, the lost generation is basically people who are kind of going through what the original lost generation quote quote definition is that Gertrude Stein kind of coined. And it's that we are kind of figuring out what the heck we are doing. Like we are deciding, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. Or, you know, I did this for a really long time and I don't have to. And now I want to change something. And basically, we're currently going through a lot of these like questions, of course, of, okay, if I don't want to do this anymore, what options do I have? And a lot of the times what I'm finding when I'm talking to my friends or when I'm talking to my clients, they're kind of deciding things that didn't necessarily exist or they don't exist yet. So we're all kind of just creating it while we're trying to live it at the same time. And that is one very stressful, um, but two also very brave. And I think that's where I would consider the lost generation. Like we are really trying to define something for ourselves. And also we are carrying a lot of the stuff that our families went through. These are like generational wisdoms. This could be generational trauma. These could be like cyclical patterns that our ancestors had. And we're one trying to learn about it, and then, but then also trying to change it. So I think if we add in culture, identity, the internet, and social media to this idea of the lost generation, it kind of makes it very, very different than what the lost generation was previously. So I want to go into that. Um, when I'm talking about like culture, I'm talking about, of course, what I mentioned before, multicultural people, people who come from, you know, different backgrounds, who, for example, I consider myself multicultural, where my parents are Vietnamese, but I was born and raised in the United States, but now I live in Spain. Or it could be somebody who is also a hyphenated person, like it could be an Asian American, it could be a Asian Canadian, whatever that is. It could also mean that you are a child of immigrants or a child of refugees, or you are a third culture kid. So that means that your parents come from two different cultures, and then you also were born and raised in a different culture. And with all of that, that means, okay, we've got like a lot going on there because that's a lot of information. Those are a lot of like different values. Those are a lot of different beliefs. And that means 
also the world that we grow up in is changing a lot. And there are lots of different factors because basically we're kind of just creating things on our own because we don't necessarily quote unquote fit in one place, but we don't necessarily quote unquote belong anywhere else because everything is so siloed. So then going from culture, we go into identity. And this is like realizing for me that the values that we grew up with don't necessarily match the values that we have now. So growing up in the United States and seeing a lot of capitalism and consumerism, there's that. And now living in Spain where consumerism isn't so big, I mean, it still exists, but it's not like in your face all the time. My values have changed and I don't need to buy XYZ all the time. This has like shifted, of course, and like there are other things, but that is just one example. Then like considering identities and stuff and we think about, okay, if the values that we grew up with don't necessarily match the values that we have, then that means that we have a cultural rebellion within ourselves. And going from our own personal cultural rebellions to like living that out, that means that we have to create an identity outside of quote unquote the labels that we have. And those are the labels that people put on us. Those are the labels that we put on ourselves. Um, It could be things that like people just believe or thought or, you know, projecting, or it could be things that, you know, you just decided, hey, I am XYZ this person. I am not XYZ this person. But if we then tie in culture again, then we have to realize, okay, we're kind of in between. Like if my identity is this or my identity is not that, but then my culture is so different. Now, if you think about, okay, we've got like layers of lasagna, I suppose, if you can imagine that (laughs) going into it. And now we have to explore all these gray areas of our identity because there are pockets that we just don't know. There are pockets where we're like, who are we? Or what does it mean to be XYZ this? Or what does it mean to be XYZ that? And I think that is wild. So we've got the bottom layer of culture, then it goes identity, and now we have to define ourselves and be able to explore the nuances of our own identity because it fluctuates, it changes. We are not the same person uh, and, you know, I was not the same person three years ago. I'm not the same person today or tomorrow. Like I can choose to change. Now this is getting super philosophical. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, this is not what I expected from this podcast. Um, so that's kind of what I'm meaning with identity. Okay. So there's culture identity. The next one is the internet. And the reason why I bring up the internet is because the internet did not exist a couple of years ago, which is wild. I grew up with the internet. I am like internet junkie forever, but the internet actually connects us to people from everywhere. And I think that is what makes this so different than the lost generation previously, because the internet actually gave us access to more cultures, places, and things. It also gave us access to information. So we started researching things on our own. Like we were able to legit type into a search engine, probably Google, and look up, okay, something simple, how to boil an egg, or it could have been just like, how do people do XYZ, or what does XYZ mean? And that's when we decided, that's when we started developing our own opinions outside of what quote-unquote society or our schools taught us. 
And to me, I don't know if you all had some like similar situation, but for me, that's when I realized I was like basically one being brainwashed into believing whatever the U.S. was teaching me or whatever, whoever wrote the history textbooks or all of that stuff. And then I had to decide, okay, I need to go look up my own information. And the internet gave me that power. The internet gave me that power to like one research on my own and then helped me to formulate my own opinions. And that also helped me connect to others who had similar values, but maybe those people lived not in the same place that I lived or those people were like totally different than who I was, but we had something in common. And that I think is very, very powerful for this lost generation. So after all of that, this is the fourth thing that I would add is um, social media. So social media, again, did not exist. I think Twitter just celebrated like its 15 year anniversary one or two years ago. And on social media, of course, we share our lives, we find community, we reconnect with people that we maybe haven't talked to in a while. And then we also feel, we don't feel as alone. Although social media can also make us feel alone. So that's kind of like a whole other thing that I think we would have to explore on our own, like in another episode. But social media, one kind of, I think, brought to light more, like, brought to light and prioritize more things around mental health, especially after the pandemic. And also it brought up these things of comparison because of course the internet is awesome, but it also opens up doors to one comparison and like lots of other not so great things like haters and trolls and all that stuff. But I also think that social media helped us to feel like we belong through our screens while we're watching people do like dance videos or like I think the biggest thing when I watch TikTok is I'm watching it. I'm like, wow, so many people have the same experience that I do, like the mundane superhuman experiences. And I think that makes me feel like I am not one lost and I am not so alone and I actually belong. But honestly, I also think like social media, if we want to tie in work to all of this with the lost generation, It opens up possibilities outside of traditional jobs. And we also get to see that we don't have to go the traditional route because we're seeing other people do it. Whereas before, maybe with the previous lost generation, right after World War I, they didn't see that because they did not have social media. They did not have the internet. You kind of just saw whatever was within your uh, network or within like your physical space. So I think one thing that... I want to kind of like tie together with this lost generation is that there is at least with the people I've talked to a lot of optimism and in the show notes I've also linked a another research paper that I found that compares the lost generation and millennials and they mentioned that both the lost generation and us as millennials but I honestly feel like a lot of other generations, like I mentioned before, the baby boomers, Gen X, and also Gen Z, like we have this very interesting belief or faith or hope that is optimistic. And I don't want to say like this is, you know, optimism of yeah, or, you know, toxic positivity where we think, oh yeah, everything's going to be absolutely awesome. We have this optimism that, you know, we're like, redefining and taking this quote-unquote definition of lost and owning it like 
if you're going to call me lost or if you're going to call me somebody that doesn't belong, I'm going to take that and I'm going to own it and I'm going to transform it into actually like a superpower. Personally, that's what I think. I don't know if it's true, but that's how I feel. Um, so that's kind of like this whole podcast, this like whole idea of, okay, I'm lost. So what? Like, so what? What is lost anyway? And what does lost mean? Like, is it lost because I'm not following your traditional sense of what I should be doing or what success looks like? Or is it, you know, I'm lost because I don't know, quote unquote, what I'm doing with my life or every day is like a new adventure? Or is it I'm lost because I am, quote unquote, failing in your eyes? I'm taking all of that, whatever people have said to me in the past of, you know, moving abroad, starting my business, just like exploring these topics, I am owning it instead. I am lost. So what? So what? And I think that this has manifested itself through lots of life coaching and also therapy. But I think one thing that I am realizing is that in this quote unquote new lost generation, the I'm lost so waters. I think we are learning. This is my perception, so please correct me if I'm wrong. We're learning to have more grace for ourselves, more self-compassion, and more self-love. And because of that, we are extending it to other people. Of course, I think we're still holding people accountable, which I think is awesome. But we're also learning to, one, have more empathy, more grace, more self-compassion, more self-love, and then extend it to others, which then goes back to that optimism feeling of, okay, things will get better. And also I think reclaims our personal power of, yeah, we can make change. We can come together and create change. And also we are the fucking revolutionaries. That sounded really intense, but I wanted to leave it on a a intense note because I'm like, yeah, that's it. Like that's the whole thing behind this podcast that's like the whole feeling I wanted to have I wanted people who are listening if you are listening and you're kind of like oh my gosh this this episode kind of went all over the place that's okay but I wanted people to listen to this podcast and kind of think to themselves yeah I'm lost I don't give a fuck because I am creating every day and deciding every day to do something for myself to do something for my community to do something to create a better world. And I think that's really awesome because, I mean, if you're lost, that means you just get to find new ways, new paths to do something that most people wouldn't. Is it better? I don't know. Is it the fastest way? I don't know. And that's kind of what we're here to explore. This whole podcast is just here to explore a lot of these gray areas. These gray areas of, yeah, I want to belong, but I want to do something different. Yeah, I want to, you know, do something great, but I don't know how. And I'm hoping that through these conversations with you all, there's these self-explorations with myself that you all get to listen to. And with conversations with guests, we get to explore different perspectives. And to be honest, I don't think this podcast will give you any answers. But my hope is that it will just give you different things to look at, to consider, to journal on, to think about, um, or to bring up in conversation with your own friends or your own networks. And that's it. So I'm going to leave you all with a question. 
and that is, do you believe that we are the lost generation? And if we are, if we aren't, if it's a maybe, let me know why. Uh, send me a message on Instagram at Cassandra TLE and let's talk about it because this podcast, yeah, you're listening to it, but I want it to be a conversation, like a continuous conversation between you and me. So are we the lost generation? If you're hearing this message, that means you made it to the end of the episode. Yay. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this conversation and thought to yourself, oh, I want to learn more. Head to the show notes for links to resources, people, and all the things we shared in this episode and previous ones. Know someone that could also enjoy these conversations? Send them this episode. And don't forget to subscribe. Want to hang out with me in other areas of the internet? You can follow me on Instagram at CassandraTLE. And for brand message and content marketing tips and resources, check out my business at The Quirky Pineapple Studio. Thanks again and see you in the next episode. Stay fierce, fam.